Here's what's coming up on this week's show. You go to a restaurant one night and I have the most amazing pizza. Oh my God, I want pizza now. What have you done? Do you know... <laughs> I'm not listening to anything you're saying about Facebook. All I'm now is thinking about what <laughs> toppings I want on my pizza. And then you go back the next night, right? And I don't know, it's ice cream. Well, oh, if you're just feed... Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if you haven't listened to us before, hi, we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by giving you access to a whole bunch of experts that know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. That That's how it works, really. Now, if you have listened to us before, or maybe you haven't, if you could do two things for us, that'll be fab. First off, click follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now and leave us a review too. Those two things really help to big us up in podcast land. So this week, Claire, is the second part of our two-part episode, funnily enough, all about Facebook. Yeah, we're back again to cover some more really important uh, questions and topics revolving around why Facebook is such an incredible tool and how we can utilise the tools that are available to us in the best way to get the right outcomes for us as business owners. Yeah, our Facebook guru on this one is Jennifer Randall from Seattle in Washington, uh, who has her own little business out there helping people uh, to grow their businesses, specifically in the uh, dance and studio sort of industry Mm-hmm. But she knows a fair thing or two about how Facebook works and how Instagram works for that matter because they're so intrinsically tied together. Uh, but this week we're going for part two and delving into all the things we didn't delve into last week. This is the Big Little Business Show. So when we're on Facebook and we're looking to connect with our target audience and maybe there are people listening who are not getting the engagement or the comments um, and the conversations that they're looking to achieve from putting their posts out, what would be the quickest way for somebody to build good quality relationships whilst using the Facebook Sorry, platform? Sorry, can you hear my chair? Cre- I've got, got a fly in here. A fly? <laughs> he keeps landing on my head. You should shower like, more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great. And, and, and you'll probably end up hearing him at some point because le- flies are the loudest animal ever, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, land on your mic. I think, I think he's gone. I think he's all right. Are you sure? That's so funny. Oh, there he is. Look at, he's on the desk. Bless him. Just, just wiping his arms. Oh, his arms? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, they just sit there and rub their hands together, don't they? Like, I'm going to come back and land on your head. <laughs> right, okay, I'm going to go again. <clears throat> yeah, one more time, one more time. When we're on Facebook, the point of being on there is to reach out to our target audience um, and engage with the people that are seeing our posts. So um, I've had quite a few people ask me and say, you know, I feel like I'm putting everything out there, but I'm just getting so little back. And, and ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create engagement um, and to encourage people to communicate with us. So if there's anybody listening who is struggling to build that rapport and that relationship with their audience, um, what maybe tips could you share with us to help them to do that and a lot more effectively? So a couple of things. Uh, uh, it, that is hands down one of the questions that gets asked all the time and you're right. Um, take a look at what your content is is posting, right? Like what, what is the post asking people to do? Is there a clear call to action? Are you asking them literally like comment below, throw in your favorite emoji, um, share this post, like this post, because 
I find that when people are not getting the engagement that they want, it's because they're, they're talking at their followers instead of it, asking them to engage with them. We forget that we have to tell people exactly what we want them to do. Yeah, do you know what, Jennifer? You're so right. You've got to be really, really clear about what you want your audience to do. And also keep it really simple, too, because I guess people are going to be scrolling through Facebook like we all do every evening. And you've only got a few seconds in order to grab people's attention, maybe less than that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very good point, actually, because you're asked, you're expecting them to do something, but you haven't actually asked them what. Yeah, you you want them to to engage and do something, but most of the time they just don't know what to do. And so things that are working really well to bring people back to bring start that engagement, um, creating polls, right? People love that. Mm-hmm. Um, people love sharing whether or not they're coffee or tea people, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily about your business every single time. Um, and I think that's where people are like, I'm not getting any engagement. Well, your page isn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that if you post one of those things, say say you post a, a, a something like that once a week, it ends up boosting your engagement within other posts because the people who have maybe engaged with that one post are more likely to see some of your other stuff. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'd li- I like I say, once or, once or twice a week, make it about them not about you. And, and not just because they'll engage with it because it's fantastic market research. Like you can ask these people whether or not they um, prefer to watch movies at home or go to the movies. And you're, you're starting to learn more and more about your clients and what they want and who they are without actually like having to, you know, spend time doing it yeah my my facebook is gonna have some makeover i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite interesting learning about all this because obviously we spoke about linkedin last week uh sorry week before last now mm-hmm. uh, we spoke about linkedin um and there are some aspects obviously on facebook and linkedin that are similar and this it's obviously a similar story now with facebook and instagram because they're both owned by facebook uh, so would you say it would be a good idea to post the same content or similar content between Facebook and Instagram, assuming you run both channels, or should you do things slightly differently? What's your viewpoint on that? Uh, you know what? I For like, I don't know, for a couple of years or however months, I mean, things change all the time, but people used to say, don't post the same stuff on both. I say for local businesses, post the same stuff on both because A, it's less stressful and that's the whole name of the game. And B, most of the time, um, on Facebook, people are scrolling um, ho- horizontally or um, vertically, right? Up and down. And on Instagram, they're scrolling horizontally. They're scrolling stories first. So chances are they're not going to see your post twice. Yeah, it's true. And I guess even if you've got a similar amount, if you've got the people following you on both channels, then the algorithm might mean that they're going to see your post on Facebook and not on Instagram or vice versa, depending on how mm-hmm. they've interacted with your posts, I guess. Yeah, so this is another biggie. This yeah. is another big question, Jennifer. Um, so on, on Facebook, what would your suggestions be about how much of your content should be uh personal and how much of it should be business um for me I tend to find my biggest engagement always comes from the personal posts and I actually do meet a lot of people just through saying about my life you know <laughs> within reason um yeah what, what's your what's, what's your thoughts on that so there's any sort of st- statistics maybe or ratios that we should be looking at uh, you know what I haven't done any stats on it but I you're you're right people love to see the behind the scenes 
And so if you're not super comfortable with, you know, sharing your personal information, share the behind the scenes of your business. Um, You know, maybe you just got a huge shipment in, like share the behind the scenes of that unboxing or um, share the behind the scenes of, you know, you working on a new project that's going to be, or a new flyers or something new or a sale that's coming up, right? Because people love to be in the know um, and there's some some excitement and some suspense, like, ooh, mm. they are actually like real people. So it brings it, it breaks down that know, like, and trust factor a lot faster. Yeah, so there needs to be a bit of a combination, doesn't there? That's very important. I guess that you don't make it all about one thing, then it just becomes a bit vanilla, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about other mistakes that you see businesses doing on Facebook. I know we spoke last week about uh, when you're setting up a page, don't just invite everyone and anyone, uh, that, which is, I know we both sort of side at that one, Jennifer, that's quite a big one. Uh, but are there other common mistakes you see people making uh, before we sort of delve into things like groups and advertising and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think one of the biggest things is, for years, people would just say for local businesses specifically, they would say, um, just keep posting post to post. Um, you know, it's like, if you post it, they will come kind of thing that that is really, that's just not, it's not, there's no consistency, right? So, uh, not posting consistently is, is huge. And there needs to be some sort of theme around it because, and this is, I ran into this an example um, last week, but you go to a restaurant one night and they have the most amazing uh, pizza. And you're like, yes, I can't wait to have that again. But you go back the next night and they don't have pizza, they have pasta. Oh my God, I want pizza now. What have you done? Do you know? <laughs> sorry to ask. You know what I'm saying? And then- I'm not listening to anything you're saying about Facebook. All I'm now is thinking about what <laughs> toppings I want on my pizza. And then you go back the next night, right? And I don't know, it's ice cream. Well, oh, if your so feed- Oh, stop it. Oh, right? stop it. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, so then you go, but then your free, if your feed looks like that, people don't know what to expect from you right? They don't know what you're really all about. So you really need to be posting A, consistently and B, in your your niche. Because if you own a bookstore and you're posting, you know, maybe you have a post about a book and then you have the next day you have a post about computers, but you don't necessarily sell computers. And then the next day you have a post about, um, I don't know, podcast, right? Your audience doesn't know what you really are all about. It's got to be a common thread. Yeah, it really, you really need to be like, this is who I am. I'm going to own it. And, um, and this is, yeah. And this is what my, my theme is. This is what, and, and for local businesses, your theme can switch each month, but it's just, it's so, it's so, it drives me nuts when I see, you know, these random posts just, you know, week after week. And I'm like, I have no idea what you are. I have no idea yeah. what you stand for. I have no, yeah, I have no idea what your culture is. Like, yeah. What you do, yeah. And one that's just popped into my head is a good question, uh, which I'm not really sure how this works on Facebook. I know it works better on other platforms. Uh, I don't know where Facebook stands on this, and that's the whole deal with hashtags. I mean, are they worth the effort on Facebook? 
Uh, is there any some sort of any kind of tactic you should employ with hashtags on Facebook or should you just not bother? Well, so I'm going to stick with my my standard hashtag thing, even though um, Instagram just came out last week and said, hey, just FYI, hashtags are no longer going to hurt you. They're no longer going to help you. So um, take that with it. They're not going to help yeah, you. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. because they just are like, yeah, we're kind of like, I don't know. A month ago they said, um, came out and said, you know what? 30 hashtags is gone. Use eight to 12. Cause if you're using 30, it's just confusing the algorithm. Then last week they came out and said, um, we there, you can keep using them. They're not hurting you. They're not helping you. So I don't know. So my standard response to that is, Local businesses, A, yes, I would still use hashtags. And there's three categories I would use. I would use a um, business-specific hashtag that you use on everything. That every If anyone was going to hashtag you, if you're sitting at a coffee shop, it's that hashtag. Like, you know what that is. Um, in an event-specific hashtag where, you know, maybe you have an event that you do every year, use that hashtag. And then the third one is community specific hashtags. So you could do example would be hashtag coffee shop, the name of your town, uh, you know, something like that. That's a big change, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. Hashtag such a confusing thing because every time I look and Instagram's not much better, as, as you just pointed out, just every now and again, they throw something else in the mix and you think, well, what am I doing with hashtags now? Yeah. It's just, I can understand why people get very confused about hashtags because it just keeps changing. For years, they used to say use them because they were fantastic keywords when people would search. But I don't think that's happening anymore. I think, you know, you start to get used to something and then it changes again. Then you've got to learn it all over again. <laughs> um, so groups yeah. on Facebook. So um, another, yeah, another really important question. What are the benefits of having groups on Facebook? And how would you expect them to work for you? Um, and do you actually need to have a group in the first place? Um, that's a good question. I think... If there are, there are reasons people would want to have a group, like let's say you have a special buy-in where, you know, every Wednesday night, it's just a specific group of people that come to your business, then I would definitely have a group. Um, if you are, you know, have a, an event that is super, super big, or maybe it's, it's small, but you want to keep everyone in one place and you don't want to send out emails or you don't need text messages. Again, groups are very helpful. Um, anytime you have a group that's super engaging, it, it will help your uh, page as well. So I think groups are, are helpful. Yeah. And, and inside of groups, you can create events, um, not, and you can create events on your page as well, but you know, that way, creating events you can either you know keep it small you can keep them big but i for you for the business itself groups can can be very beneficial i just sometimes and i've dabbled with groups before we have a group uh within the big little business show and for me it just almost feels like it's just another ball to juggle it is it's 100 percent another ball to juggle yeah um and you have to really really want to be in there so it is an advantage you think if you've got a business page to have a group Two that has there's a benefit to to doing that. Do you think there is now? Facebook is really pushing groups um, because they want people to be engaging in those groups. I feel like they're using groups as more of a um, like a community talk space kind of thing. Um, they're 
I do believe that, and it's, it's already come down the pike. I don't have it yet, but Facebook already has its own like clubhouse. Oh yes. Is it rooms or something they, they've, they're called? Is, is it, uh, is it Facebook rooms or something? No, what it's is not it? rooms. It's, um, oh, I'll have to look it up again, but it's, um, it, it's it's live. There there are quite a few people that have it. Yeah, I don't have it in mind yet, but rude. But um. <laughs> it's a Seattle thing, obviously, Jennifer. That hasn't reached Seattle yet. <laughs> I know. I've heard about this actually. Somebody actually invited me to one of theirs, and I was like, "What's yeah. that? What's that?" I've got. I've just it's, found it. it. Is yeah, amazing. you can create a room and talk to someone. I've never used it. Well, rooms have been around for a while. Oh, okay. This is yeah. something separate. Yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna look. My <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> blowing my mind here um but other than that i think groups are very very um helpful to create you know community engagement like i said you just really have to find the right group that's going to engage with you yeah i I guess as as if you're niching down and trying to be more specific to a certain audience they could be quite good actually um but yeah i'm definitely going to revisit my own ones so um Advertising on Facebook, um, personally, this isn't something I've done, but what what's your take on advertising on Facebook? Does it work? Um, have you heard a lot of success with people who have uh, paid for advertising? And is there any sort of things that you should or shouldn't be doing um, to make sure that you make this uh, potentially work for you? Yeah, so, gosh, that could be a whole nother show, but... Um, yeah, I was just thinking the- that myself, actually. thinking, crikey, <laughs> yeah. that's a big one. That I've just... <laughs> But let's just let's just tickle the surface of this one. We'll, maybe we'll, okay. we'll have a swamp episode at some point where we go back and revisit it deeper. So yeah, so I I will if you have not done any paid advertising before for local businesses, um, <clears throat> jump in and just test the waters out with boosting a post that's already performing well. Now there have been so many people who say don't boost a post, don't boost a post. Um, but for local businesses, it's really going to help you get that engagement that you're looking for. Boosting a post for a national company does not make sense, right? Because you want the stats and you want to know how it's performing and you're going to tweak it. Boosting a post for us is something that's going to run for like three to five days. Um, and Facebook just recently, and I don't know how long this is going to be here because things pop up and go away all the time. Um, But if you have a post that you're scrolling through your feed and you have one that's performing well organically, if you click that little blue button on the right corner, bottom right corner that says boost post, um, there's this new thing called a smart audience. And uh, it basically has done the work for you. And it's telling you, these are the interests of the people who follow your page. And these are the interests of people that we should boost this post to. Oh, that's good. That is so good. Yeah. It, so good. It's, it's re- again, I, I was in the, and then somebody in one of my clients accounts a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Ooh, this is handy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so try that. And that's usually what I'll say, start there. Um, and if you see engagement, then, then go for running an ad, but be, be strategic about running an ad for going into ads manager. Uh, the, the, the four that I will use inside of ads manager are traffic ads, engagement ads, lead form ads, and messenger ads. Everything else just is not going to pertain to us. Yeah, it's a biggie, this one, isn't it? I think perhaps maybe this is one we need to 
Park and come back to for a separate episode mm, once so. people have digested the whole Facebook thing generally. But yeah, you're right. And the more you, you, I hear you talking about it, I think, oh, crikey, there's all these different aspects to it. And then we, we haven't even spoke about creator studio or business manager or all those kind mm-hmm. of games too we haven't gone there oh, yeah. yet oh crikey and then we, we, we want to go and come back to facebook groups so yeah what what the hell is that all about <laughs> not not groups no sorry not groups rooms. No, rooms oh rooms audio rooms so they're called audio rooms i looked at yeah it. see even i'm getting confused yeah so there was um there was two there was a facebook rooms where you could jump in and invite people in and do kind of like a, a zoom right um, and that popped up right when I guess COVID hit and they were trying to compete with zoom and Skype and all these things. Um, and it was actually worked pretty well. Um, but most people just ended up not using it. Uh, so then we, they switched and last it was, I said this summer, so it was probably end of, it was August, I think when they announced audio rooms, audio rooms is basically clubhouse just on Facebook. I don't I honestly don't think that's ever going to take off on Facebook because people like seeing live video like they like it when you go live from your page. Yeah, that was an interesting one to dip into because I've often seen it and thought, oh, what's that? Not another thing I've got to start doing. (laughs) You just you almost need to just go to college just to learn for a year how to do stuff. We're doing that with Jennifer right now. It's the school of Facebook with Jennifer. (laughs) This is the school of that's it. Absolutely. I feel like I have, but it's been brilliant. And um as I said, I'm going to be doing a def- definite makeover on my Facebook page. Jennifer, thank you. I could talk to you all day, all day. Okay, um, so let's summarise with maybe your top three tips uh, as to how people can get better results, better engagement um, and better traction within their own Facebook platform. Um, okay, so top three tips. One is is basically not even being on Facebook, but having a very simple system where you're constantly collecting content because that is one of the hardest things that I feel like people say, I'm not going to do Facebook because I, I takes me too long to find content. I don't know what I'm going to post. So before you even like dive in, it's going to make your life so much easier. If you're collecting content, know where it's at, keep it all in one space and do that. And then as far as Uh, like actual engagement and being on Facebook, just be consistent. Um, You know, everyone, this, in this space, it's quantity over quality because the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Whereas if you spend so much time trying to create the perfect video, the perfect post, um, you're, you're going to get past, you're just, things are going to pass you by because things change so frequently, right? So just keep posting uh, and just be consistent. Just, it doesn't matter if it's perfect because somebody, they're going to, they're going to see it and forget about it in a day, right? Because you're going to be posting something else. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. That's a really cool tip. And by the way, I'm talking about coming up with different ideas. And I know that's a real minefield for people. And that's I've heard that so many times. People saying, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't know what to post and stuff. Uh, we have an episode about that, how to come up with marketing ideas, episode 53. Go look it up and have a listen because uh, there's loads of great ideas uh, awesome. that uh, should keep you going uh, for a long while. Okay, so here's a bunch of questions. Inspired by the US TV show called Inside the Actor's Studio, at the end of that show, James Lipton was the name of the presenter. Mm-hmm. He used to come up with his 
set of 10 questions and we kind of taken his take on that and kind of we have our own set of questions at the end of the show. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I, and I know because we spoke about this before we started recording that Jennifer's done a bit of research on this next question. This is how seriously people take Commitment this. right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, what's your favourite biscuit and obviously we need to stress if because we do have an audience in the US that yeah it could be construed as a biscuit or a cookie and we bump into this one all the time um but I, I know Jennifer said <laughs> to look it yeah, up I was like hold on I need to look this up so my my daughter is actually studying abroad in London right now and so I'm like hey what's your favorite biscuit <laughs> oh what was her answer and she <laughs> and she goes she yeah. goes ginger oh ginger nuts right and I went oh, oh ginger yes yeah. and I went oh yeah good I do. I do like those. So um, I haven't had any of those yet, but um, I'm I'm going to go with her. Okay. So next time, well, obviously, I guess at some point you're going to be heading over to London to, to see your daughter at, while she's studying over here. So the next time you're over here, you need to go into probably into Tesco or uh, or, or Morrison's or any, any of the others. Other supermarkets okay. are available. Uh, you need to get yourself some digestives. Uh, that was, I looked that up. <laughs> I saw that and I thought, mm, okay. Milk chocolate digestives, Paul. <laughs> Definitely milk chocolate digestives. Custard creams, obviously, because they're the best biscuit ever. Mm. Uh, do you, you don't even have Jaffa cakes, do you? No, I'm serious. I pulled this up and I was like, wow, these all look really good. This is like a whole new world for <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> it was like the 38 most loved biscuits. In, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we know what your bags are going to be full, yeah. filled with when you come over to London. So perhaps Jaffa cakes and then perhaps one of the traditional biscuits, like uh, like a malted milk, perhaps. Yeah. Have they got a picture of a cow on them? They have got a picture of a cow on them. You have got an, an embossed cow on the front of the biscuit. <laughs> I love it. For, for, added, for added pleasure. <laughs> It's awesome. Okay, if you could go back in time, Jennifer, what would you say to your 10-year-old self? I would say have more fun. Oh, that's deep. Well, what, what were you doing when you were 10? Not having fun. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I was I was A, I was boring. <laughs> um, and B, I grew up in a very, very small like town that basically everyone everyone knew everyone and we were we were told to be on our best behavior all the time because we were my mom was the, you know, live small town. My mom's the only hairdresser, you know, you know how it goes. Like there's, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say mm-hmm. have more fun. It's a really good one. Well, thank you very much. That was been, an, it's been an interesting couple of episodes. Uh, it yeah, feels like important. we're kind of almost not done. We perhaps we need another couple of episodes on Facebook. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's answered quite a lot of big questions for a lot of people who get really confused with the platform because there's quite a lot to take in. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for giving us all your time. It's been really good. So final thing, if anyone wants to pick your brains further or find out a little bit more about Facebook or ask some specific questions, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, face obviously Facebook um, and Instagram. Uh, and my handle is just the Jennifer Randall. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Wow, I feel like we covered so much in the last couple of weeks all about Facebook. And there is still so much we haven't done. I think it might be a good idea to maybe have Jennifer back and do a separate episode entirely all about Facebook advertising because that's a... That's a minefield in itself. Yeah, I think so. It's one of those topics where each sort of area of specialism you cover creates another question, if that makes sense. So you, each one has a different, you know, it just brings up more questions sometimes by having the answers. But yeah, Jennifer's absolutely amazing. And uh, 
explained things so so well and my fly is still here by the way I've still got my fly just uh, just get a book uh, and squash it no you can't do that with flies because they're so fast aren't they it was, that's what makes them so irritating they make the maximum amount of noise for a small animal <laughs> and they're super quick so you just can't you can't get them I was thinking though if you did it might be a bit messy it might make a mark on your wall so get a... yeah I've, and I've just decorated in here I don't want yeah, that I saw, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking yeah I, fly guts on the yeah, wall yeah I don't want that that's not that's not good look for, for my new room so I've no doubt we'll be covering Facebook again and bringing Jennifer back to talk about maybe advertising on Facebook and we've got other platforms we haven't dipped into yet, like certainly Instagram. I think we need to cover that one in future weeks too. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, if you have any questions about Facebook or Instagram or any of the other episodes we've got on the go here at The Big Little Business Show, make sure you come and connect with us. You can do that on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, just by searching for Big Little Business Show. Okay, so before we finish, let's have another great story from our resident mindset coach, Dean Fox. And this one will really make you think about who you listen to. They say that it's important to be surrounded by the right people. Whether it's in life or business, who you take your advice from is extremely important. There'll always be someone who doesn't like you or thinks that what you're doing won't work or criticizes your idea. What's important is whether you listen to them or not. Just imagine if you wrote a story when you were at school about an idea for a potential business and your teacher read it and then said, eh, the concept is interesting and well-formed, but in order to earn better than a C, the idea has to be feasible. Would you listen and not bother to take your idea further? Or would you ignore them and press on? Well, that was the exact comment that a Yale professor wrote on the paper that was written by Fred Smith. You might be thinking, who's Fred Smith and what was his idea? Well, his idea was a reliable overnight delivery service. His professor thought it wasn't feasible. But Fred didn't listen. And he decided he'd go ahead and launch the business anyway. FedEx, the shipping company, which now has over 300,000 employees, and as of 2015, a revenue of over $47 billion, was the result of that idea. So think about it. Are you listening to others or do you have the confidence to make those decisions yourself? Remember, it's not important that everybody buys your story, but it's vitally important that you don't buy theirs. Yeah, be careful who you listen to. That's really important. And I hope FedEx are better than Amazon are at delivering stuff on time and just not throwing it over my fence. You've still got the ump, haven't you, with those Amazon delivery guys? I'm not, not going to let it go. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Thank you very much to Jennifer for another week of insightful information all about Facebook. And I've no doubt we'll have her back in the future. And uh, thank you to Dean too. And we'll see you for another episode next week. Say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. The Beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.